That's the thing with Kit Kat bars. Yeah. You never know if you're gonna. You want to break off a piece of that? Oh, I will happily break off a piece. Yeah. That's what they're for, right? I mean, you gotta share. You have to share. You can't be one oh. of those people like just like taking a whole bite out of a Kit Kat bar. <laughs> you can't do that. Didn't someone tell that story recently? I don't know. I feel like I heard it recently, where someone was like, "I saw a motherfucker eating a Kit Kat bar just like a candy bar." I think it was Adam. That's, a, I, that's hilarious that it comes back up. <laughs> Time is a flat circle. That's right. Sure is. Anyhow. Oh, no, wait. Uh, Beck said, Time is a piece of wax. Rolling on the turnpike. That's not what he said. What did he say? I don't know. Then how did you know that's not what he said? Because <laughs> I know that wasn't it. Oh, we are arguing about this. <laughs> Time is a piece of wax. Rolling on the turnpike. I think I thought it's falling on a termite. Oh. Choking on the splinters. Choking on the... <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, I know everything about I don't know. Beck. I'm... I used to call Beck the white James Brown. Really? <laughs> I don't know. That makes sense. For I mean, a short time. Have you heard Dabra? Re- yeah. <laughs> I think her name's Jenny. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Teach These Devils. It's me, your boy James O'Brasfield, <laughs> sitting in the booth. Jeremy. What up? Super producer. What's going on? Propataphermelius of the Ox. What's happening? Hey, Jeremy. Hi. Uh, of course, I'm your boy James O'Brasfield. Uh, did I say that already? I don't remember. I think you did. Shit. Uh, well. Everyone's going to know that I'm drunk off my ass again. Oh, boy. Here we go. Anyway, my guest today, very special person. Uh, the what, lead or rhythm guitarist. Lead guitar. Lead guitarist of the Cotton Ponies. Ladies and gentlemen, one Miss Kia Rogers. Hello. 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 Yay. The, Yay, me. <laughs> one of three <laughs> rock and roll black people in Cleveland, me, Kia, and Bim, Lamont yeah. I, I can't think of any others. I thought you were going to say me. I was going to be so proud of myself. You're not oh, black. Yeah. <laughs> Hate to break it to you. Stupid Indian. Well, at least I'm not white, James. <laughs> That's something to hang on to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just very pale. I'm a very pale man. When you got, you got a haircut recently, and you can really tell now that you are definitely not white. Really? Psych! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God damn Doesn't it. help that you got fucking Forrest Gump's haircut. <laughs> Anywho, Kia is here. Like we said, she's the lead guitarist for the Cotton Ponies, a, a local all-female group here in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh boy. Um, yeah, I play guitar in a band. Uh, okay. What else do you want to know? Favorite color. I go between, oh, I think now it's green. It was purple for the longest time. Okay. Now I'm a fan of green. And also, you're a guitarist. How long have you been playing the guitar? Oh, God, I started when I was 15. Really? Yes. Now, as a rock and roll black person like myself, yes. what are some of your inspirations? Like, how did you even discover that 
guitar was involved in music at all, especially growing up with Tupac and Biggie in that. <laughs> uh, well, I grew up with two weird black parents. Okay. So they also are of the rock and roll pers- the black really? rock and roll persuasion. Like how how like how so? Like what what did they listen to? Uh, my dad's a big Hendrix fan. Really? Yeah. My mom went and saw Jimi Hendrix and just mentioned it like she's like, Yeah, I saw Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> that nigga wasn't shit. <laughs> he didn't know what the hell he was doing. That's how she like talked about it. I was like, Are you fucking serious? Like that's incredible. That I would is give incredible. It anything. I and mean, she wrote you know, it off. Left handed guitar players are, you know It's cheating almost. That's not cheating. It's like mathematical to them. Yeah, that's true. Well I mean it depends on how you like some people like flip it and like restring it and right? play it I had a theory down and this is probably the most sexist thing I'll oh ever God, say. Like, okay. It's the Budweiser talking. I had a theory that every woman that thinks they can't play guitar right-handed, like the class, like what I call class because I'm right-handed, is probably better left-handed. Interesting, because I'm left-handed, but I play guitar right-handed. Really? Yes. What? Just because it was harder to get a left-handed well, I guitar? Played, well, it's that, but I played violin as a kid, and when you're a kid, it just, right-handed violin is cheaper. Yeah. So it's like, eh, she's not going to know the difference. I played viola. Oh, I think we've talked about this before. We probably have. Yeah. So we're very. It's kind of amazing how similar we are. We have are. a similar path. I like the like the other night. I was I just described us as like uh, the new Huxtables. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever get on NBC, I'm ju- you're my Felicia Rashad Ooh. for sure. I don't know if I could do. Fel- I don't know if I could do Felicia Rashad justice. We're the, well, she is in fucking trouble lately. Have oh, you heard about yeah. the shit? Jeremy, well, can you pull that up? Felicia Rashad's tweet. Oh, wait, what did she say? Oh, you're, you're about to see. She said Uh-oh. some pretty some pretty raunchy shit when Cosby got out. Bill Cosby's been released from jail if you're just joining us, too, listener. Um, <sighs> Boy. Cleared on all charges because of an agreement, uh, a prior agreement with another prosecutor. As a black man, Jeremy, did you just read it? No. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, no. <laughs> But as a black man, it's like a really, it's a dichotomy of feelings. It's like, ooh, ooh. It's like oh, I can afford to beat the white man, but also, ooh. yuck, bro. Yeah, he had pills everywhere. He had pills in the car. He had pills in his house. He had pills in the restaurant. He had pills on set. He had them everywhere. How the Pills, pills, pills. Pills, 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 pills. Felicia Rashad. She's at Howard University. Of course, team? she's a, a dean, a Howard University dean. She's apology over Cosby statement. This is from the Washington Post. Uh, Felicia Rashad, after Bill Cosby got out, uh, tweeted, and it's now deleted. Oh, Finally, boy. all caps, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. A terrible wrong has is being righted. A miscarriage of justice is corrected. Oh, Felicia Rashad, Claire? no, Claire, Claire, no, Claire. <laughs> You know, you know how you handle this situation? Uh, did you see what Lisa Bonet said? No. Not fucking shit. That's what you do. You don't say anything. They already took your show off. Yeah, that's... <laughs> now you know the best policy is just like, you know what? Don't say anything. I think Bill Cosby's like a cult leader almost. Like, he has that kind of power. Like I mean, do you think it's like similar to the cult leader, I mean, feeling of like R. Kelly? Because there are some women who are like... That's the power of music. Yeah. <laughs> You're kidding me. Fifteen-year-old girls are the key to successful bands. True. Either sleeping with them or getting them to listen to your stupid songs that are sung by the guy who plays the Joker now. 
That's the key to life. 15 year old girls have led the industry uh, years for years since ages. the Beatles. Oh, since the roll. Beatles, yes. the best story I ever heard about the Beatles. Like this is when you know you got the fucking checks coming down as a musician. You're sitting in the, the, the cops that were working the front row. They had to wear fucking waiters because the girls would be pissing themselves. No, oh god, that's when they right. would be yeah. playing the shit. That's gonna sell a record. That's how you do it, boys. Get a haircut and some Italian shoes <laughs> and a suit and start singing about Love Me Do and try and scream like Little Richard. That's how you get this money. That's a true story. Paul McCartney says Little Richard taught him how to scream. Really? Yeah. Huh. Oh. Well. Yeah. I mean, if there's going to be one person who teaches you how to scream, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Right? <laughs> That's I mean, it should bitch. be Little Richard. <laughs> Little Richard Pennyman, what a hero. Speaking of, like, he's a hero of mine for sure, but, like, mm. as a musician, I am ai quit music to do comedy, as I oh, always say. that's right. And now I'm I've... getting back. I'm, I'm feeling oh. like coming back. Okay. But who inspires you the most? Like, you said your parents listen to Hendrix and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, let's see. I'm a big fan of, and I'm going to, you know, deviate from the rock and roll okay. side of things. Um. I love the Carter family. <laughs> the Carters? The Carter family. Yeah. What's that? Oh, it's old country music from the 20s. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm not familiar. Oh, yeah. They, like, were, you know. Well, do you know, like, the story about how they were actually supposed to, like, you know, have, like, a, you know, story on life that was supposed to be published? No. And then World War II started. Oh, okay. And then World War II started. Okay. And then that was what they were, you know, that story of theirs kind of got pushed aside because yeah. the war started. So they kind of been a lot bigger and a lot well known, more wow. well known. But war happened. Damn. Yeah. But they 20s do like keep on. <laughs> country. Yeah. What's that sound like? Jerry, can you pull, can you pull that up, Jeremy? The Carter family. The um, Carter family. Carter family. Any recommendation on a song? Because I'll just play You could do Wildwood Flower. Wildwood Flower by the Carter mm. family. I'm so curious. I thought you were talking about Jay-Z and Beyonce. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> you know, usually... <laughs> yes, <laughs> Jay-Z and Beyonce. Music from the country, music from the 20s. <laughs> Bro, they say Jay-Z's a time traveler. Well... If anyone could afford it. Yeah, no, he can probably afford yeah, it. He could probably afford it. I feel like I'd be afraid to travel through time. I would, too. I just, I mean, for us, I don't think it would yeah! be a good idea. Oh, I always forget about that. Like, push the button. It's like, oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. It's so beautiful back here in 1953. Hey, Nick, get off of this bus. I'm sick of you. Like, that would be what it's like. It sounds terrible. I'm glad that I made it to now. Where oh, yeah, just... same. No, like, whenever, like, people say, like, oh, what era would you want to live in? It's like, Now. now. <laughs> right now. Well, he was like, like I want to live in the 60s. I don't. Not me. <laughs> Not me. I like Woolworths. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for clothing alone, yes, 60s were great, but, right? you know. All right, little Carter family. Let's see. I've never yeah. heard of this. I'm so curious. Is this, It's going to add us, isn't it? No, it's chopping. Here we go. This is the Carter family Wildwood Flower from 1928, if you're mm -hmm. just listening. Oh. Now these people are caucastic. If you're not, if you oh yes, they are. And there is a. It looks like the main instrument is a harp and guitar. Oh, it's an auto harp. Auto harp. Oh my goodness. This doesn't sound like country music. How it is now. This is like. Oh no! This is like the early stuff. Doesn't yeah. is not at all like contemporary is, country music. Excuse me. This is very rhythm and blues ish. Yeah. So 
fun story about Maybelle Carter is, um, um, so basically, why I actually really love the Carter family, so A.P. Carter would basically go into these, like, little, you know, black communities in, you know, the hills of Virginia and West Virginia or whatever, Mm -hmm. and basically, like, had this one guy who would, like, they would, like, basically find these songs and... You know, then bring them Steal back. Steal them? To, yeah, more or less. Yes. Sounds like uh, sounds yes. familiar. Yeah, no, it's a it's a tale as old as time. Oh yeah, tale as old as time. But um, then Maybelle Carter kind of got her guitar style from that. So again, tale as old as time. But hey, what know. are you gonna do, right? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna Damn, do? Just I had an idea for revenge. Oh, what? As a black person, like I was gonna do. Okay, so. You know how Led Zeppelin like steals all the songs. Mm-hmm. I was gonna be in a in a band called Heavy Airship and just play all Led Zeppelin songs, <laughs> so that I made them all up myself. Yes, <laughs> think that would work. It's like yeah. no, I wrote this. I wrote. This. Even if I got sued, there's no such thing as bad press. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And we just. Talked- I mean, at this point, <laughs> you know, is there really such a thing as stealing? I mean, everything's recycled anyway. I mean, it's all the same. Guitar neck doesn't, you know, doesn't. It hasn't changed yet. It's not like your prints. You've turned exactly. it back into into like a curly cue and shit. Made it yeah. all cool. I'm I'm still upset that Prince died. Yeah, that was a that was a hell of a loss. If there was some dark ritual that I could perform that would replace someone who I hate and give them the give Prince their life force and bring them back, I would do it. Oh yeah, can we, we do that? Can we do that with Bill Cosby? <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> trying to do a hard swap. I will <laughs> trade you one Bill Cosby for just like 17 more years it's of prints. <laughs> Please and thank you. Signed. Wild. Oh my god. So, so old time country music. Yeah. I mean that's not the only thing I mean. Of course not. Um, other stuff to you. So know. let's talk a little bit about guitaring because you were doing this thing on Instagram which is how I kept oh, up with you in the yeah. pandemic. Where the, you were doing uh, like a riff a day. riff a day challenge. Oh my God, tell us about that. Oh man, it's a lot harder than I think it is. There, I are bet. Like, there are like moments where, like, I don't know what to do. Am I repeating myself? Right. If I, if I am repeating myself, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> so, how did you, you did 365 riffs? No. How many did you do? I did a riff a day for the month of January, so 31. 31. Solid riffs. Solid riffs. And do you, other than Instagram, do you have them saved anywhere? Did any of them become anything? Nothing. I none of them become any have become anything. So I did last year too, and mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Pandemic pandemic songwriting. I feel like is Shit. everybody think is gonna it's gonna happen? It didn't. No. For no no for no nobody. One. Writing jokes in the pandemic was the hardest thing I ever did because I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. There was not there was nothing to see. I'm a professional eavesdropper. Like Ooh, I need yeah. I need stuff to happen around me. I need to watch things. And I was getting a lot of watching done, but I feel like that doesn't help me create. It just helps mm. me open up that part of my brain. I am also a fan of eavesdropping. Right? I, I sometimes it just like sometimes I need to know somebody else's business. Right? I open people's mail sometimes. I'm not even gonna <laughs> bullshit. If it I, comes I to wouldn't my go house, that far. Hey, it came to my house and it's been here for five months. It's fucking mine. I'm opening it. Yeah. Now I know that you have fucking uh you used a police badge inappropriately, falsely. <laughs> <laughs> I know this dude who uses a inappropriate a false police ID. Public intox- aggressive public intoxication in Florida, and he has a warrant out for his arrest right now. 
change your address, motherfucker. You know, there are easy ways to do that. Easy it's ways. super easy. That's why I hope you go to jail. If you can't, <laughs> if if you you can't, can't change your address. They have the little postcards at the post office. Right? You're barely human if you can do that. Like, there's fucking, we're trying to do a fucking whole thing. It's called humanity. Like, just be a part of it. You know what I mean? Just try your best. There's art, there's music, but then there's the fucking pedantic bullshit that I see at CVS that makes me want to just throw it all in the trash. Like what? Examples, please. <sighs> Line cutters. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing when it's an accident, because I have accidentally cut the line cut. And the line's a lot different now, yeah. too. It's six feet between every person, or yeah. at least a couple feet now still. But it's like, <sighs> you're old enough to know how the line works. Don't play this game with me, Mister. You no, know, Western Civilization just going choo, downhill. It's going down. It's going down the drain. Joe Rogan says it's because uh, everyone's obsessed with gender. <laughs> oh boy, because we're gonna because <laughs> we're gonna take our advice about how Western the direction of Western civilization is going from Joe Rogan. Okay, he's a college professor <laughs> of karate. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Right? Damn. But no, uh, there's something, they said the Romans or something, that is what happened to them. Like, that was part of the end of Rome. Gender? It That was like a, it wasn't, it didn't end it, but it was like a, it was a signal. Because they had nothing else to think about. Like, everything was good. Well. They didn't have, like, Xbox, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think they had running water, maybe. Aqueducts? Yeah, that shit. Yeah. That part, I think, is what the kids are saying still. Yeah, aqueducts. <laughs> Kids are still saying aqueducts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all gonna come meet me down by the aqueducts? <laughs> yeah, that's what they're doing. Come on, man. You gonna see a dead body? <laughs> down by the aqueducts. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna have to outrun a train. I had an idea. Me and my cousin are working on this movie, and uh, <laughs> it's gonna be so fucking dope, and I hope someone buys it. It's called... Um, cash room. I can't say much more than that. Okay. Just imagine a, a robbery at a big box store from Arkansas. Wink. Oh, okay. It's a great, it's going to be good. It's gonna I be mean, a good people do that all the time. People do do that a lot. But like, the cash room at oh. has like a million dollars in it. Yeah, okay. So like where they take the money at the end of yeah, the night. Yeah, it's just in the room in the front. Like, they take it through the, the oh, course of the right. whole day and just slam it in there. And oh, then they come yeah. and pick it up. I mean, when I worked at Joanne Fabrics, um, we cut the cash in the back. Is that close now? Joanne Fabrics? Yeah. Oh, no, they're still kicking. Okay. Joanne Fabrics is like a Cleveland staple. Isn't it like a Cleveland woman? Like No. I thought it was. That's, it's, a, it's a national craft store. Oh, shit. They're all over the damn place. What's it like working at a Joanne's? It sucked. Really? It was horrible. And I worked in the one in Menor. Hmm? <laughs> Some of them didn't um, take too kindly to like a 21-year-old, or 22, I think it was 22 at the time. Okay. Um, black lady cutting their quilting fabric. Why? Uh, because I didn't look like I knew what I was doing. Who but was I do know how to sew. That's the thing. What the fuck are they talking about? Why are you cutting my quilting fabric? That's ridiculous. It's like, you're not cutting it straight. It's like, I am being cut I'm cutting it the way I was taught to cut it. So, so get the fuck out of my face. I, but I can't say that to old white ladies from Menor. <laughs> but you can say it in so many words, which is my favorite part about being like a rock and roll black person. I'll just be like, you know what? 
Just because I sound like this doesn't mean I won't fuck shit up. That's true. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? mean? We both know. <laughs> right? You're still a black woman. It's, that's true. Exactly. It's just like, yeah, no, this I'm, yeah. I knew that's what you were doing to me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you already signed the papers, baby doll. You can't back out now. <laughs> <laughs> Nor do I want to. Signed See, and notarized. You ruined it for me now that you're into it. You ruined it. That's how I do it. You're very smart. You're a smart man, Jeremy. It's called reverse psychology. Fuck you, Jeremy. You were <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's back there in the booth being mighty quiet, but you were in a big time band, motherfucker. No, I wasn't. In, I don't know what you're talking about. Weren't you in that one band that everyone's like, oh, Jeremy's in that band? Aren't you on Apple Music, bitch? That doesn't mean you're popular. <sighs> You're right. We're on. I'm being combative for no reason. (laughs) You know why? Because you're scared. Everything that people do when they lash out, it's based in fear. It's Mm -hmm. my own insecurity. I can't cope with the fact that I heard that you were a mean son of a bitch in that band. You're 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 a bad man. Yeah, I was. What what was it called? It was called All Dinosaurs. See, she knew what it was. She's big time, baby. She's cotton ponying. (laughs) Cotton ponying. Is that a? That's not a thing. Phrasing. That's not a thing. Phrasing. But no, I want to talk more about music shit. Like, because okay. I'm in the market for a guitar. Like we talked about, okay. I saw you at the Oregon Space Trail of Doom show. Mm-hmm. That was such a great show. Shout that out to them, fun. actually. Yes. Uh, we're trying to get them to come on too. Ah, oh, that'd be fun. It'd be nice, yeah. But you're here now from okay. the Cotton Ponies. Key Rogers is here on Teach These Devils with from the Cotton Ponies. We're still talking about uh, being cool as fuck and being yeah. black as shit mm-hmm. and hanging out and all that. Riffing bits. Riffing. We've had some <laughs> pretty good riffers in here. So <laughs> I cannot deny. So I want to talk about like tonality. What's what type of guitar do you play? So I play an Epiphone SG. Epiphone SG. My friend just got a brand new one. Mm-hmm. He says it's the new ones are warmer. Than the really? 2012s, better, thicker, is hmm. it, and you obviously. You I mean, mine is used. I mean, I I just kind of like I went, went to a guitar center and it's like, Give me I'm gonna one. buy it. Yeah, because <laughs> I know absolutely. I mean, I have stuff that I like, but I'm like yeah. not a gearhead at all. How many guitars do you have? Let's see. I have three because one is an acoustic. Let's see. Um, Little Martin. It's like small little baby Martin. Nice. And then I have a 12-string Dan Electro. Oh. Glittery purple. That's some fucking, like, uh, fucking uh, George Harrison shit right there. Okay. And then the SG. Yes, and then the SG. And your favorite, would you say your favorite CSG? My favorite CSG. I'm an Epiphone man, too. I have an Epiphone Junior that I've had since, for real, probably 2000 and fuck. Shit, I don't even, before 2004. Okay. And it is beat to shit. I've cut <laughs> on it. I've grinded on it. I fucking have stuck magnets to it. I've done everything to it. But I'm about to try and give it an overhaul. I'm going to Timeless. Okay. And it's all about tone for me. If Do you have like a dream guitar that you wish you could have? Is there a oh. tone that you're trying to achieve? Tell me a little I'm, bit about your sound. I'm not really trying to achieve a tone. <laughs> um, I mean, but that's what, you have, that's what you have pedals for, you know? Right. I, I be, like I've been watching these Delta Blues fucking documentaries. Yeah, you sent that to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. And these dudes are playing fucking like pieces of shit. Yeah, from companies that don't even exist or existed for like a year. And I want, I, I want mean, it. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean, you know, it's um, why was I trying to say? It's like it. 
you know, the instrument itself doesn't matter. It's the person who's it's playing the player, it. Yeah. It's the player, yeah. So anybody who's like obsessed with like gear and stuff, it's like, you're full of crap. <laughs> 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 and he's like judging me for my guitar. It's like, okay. So fuck off, bro. Let's yeah. hit that lick real quick, my guy. Yeah. No, I mean, there's people that uh, seriously, my friend is one of the best drummers ever. He hurt his back. And now he collects mid-grade guitars. Mm-hmm. Like he just—he's the one who just got the uh, the new SG. And I just—I love guitars, but I can—I only need like two. Honestly, you yeah. Know? I need that's an really all you you, know, you need an acoustic and then electric. maybe three, maybe three, like one for you know, so what your wild Some weird card. tunings, yeah, yeah. Open G on this motherfucker. Yeah. It's not real. That's not anything. There was a lot of G's in that statement, so that's fine with me. Here What'd you say? The open. You said it's open G, and then went gaggle Open Oh, open G. Yeah. Open G. That's exactly how. Open Wego. A record Ah, so. You don't care about the sound. It's all about just getting better. Yeah. Is that part of why you did the riff a day? Like you were just trying oh, yeah. to fucking grow and change? Yeah. I fuck with that. That's what this podcast is all about, growth and change. Growth and change. It's, my, it's like my new, it's like my fucking mantra, growth and change. Feels good, man. That's a good mantra to have. Right? There's nothing wrong with it. No, no. Honestly. I mean, it's true in all aspects of life. Yeah. I mean, you're working on that right now. Oh, yes. You're about to go, you're about, look, ironically... <laughs> Speaking of growth and change. Speaking of growth and change, you're about to fucking up roots. Yes. Tell us where are you going. So I am going to Portland, Oregon for grad school. Say la vie. Yeah, that was kind of my um, weird pandemic decisions. So grad I school. got yeah. So I got laid off, um, like Memorial, like Memorial Day last year. Okay. And like I think about October, I, like when all the fun summer stuff stopped. It was over. It was yeah. Over, when everyone like, was fucked. And then it's like started getting cold again, so I couldn't go outside. It's like, ah, I need something to do. I guess I'll apply to grad school. It's been something I've been thinking about. Fair. So, um, yeah, I applied, like, just kind of looked for programs. I only applied to one program. (laughs) Really? Hey, um, application fees are, you know, kind of a little pricey. What's an application fee for grad school look like? I think mine was like 45. Oh, that's not that's that's it's not that's terrible, not but bad. like yeah, but it's, that's fucking penny any bullshit. It's like why isn't that free, right? It's I like, mean, it's the same. If it's cost fifty dollars for you to tell me yes or no. Exactly. I mean, then they have like, well, if you really want to look at, well, then there's the processing aspect and having people hitting you the time to look at your application and judging you. Audible fucking sigh. You guys are <laughs> some bullshit. <laughs> I don't buy it. I mean, I don't either. But I mean, if you were. To try to see that side yeah. of it. I mean, I don't believe in it either. It should be free. Right. Right. Um, yeah, but I got in, and I guess, like, I guess I'm now moving to Oregon. Congratulations. Thank and you. What was the school? Pacific Northwest College of Art. Hell yeah. And what are you going to be when you grow up? I'm going to be somewhere between a college professor and just probably working an office job. I don't know. Awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. But at least you'll know stuff. Like, oh, no, I'll know stuff. That's arts. Yes, I will have a valid opinion on art. Mad and culture. arts. Yes. Man, that's so cool. Everyone I talk to like, is always doing some shit that I wish I had done. You know? I wish I went to fucking 
art school. What the fuck? I could be Kanye. <laughs> but I bet you those people wish they had podcasts, which they don't have. Yeah, that's true. Everybody has a podcast. My mom has one. She doesn't even know how her phone works. She's just been recording <laughs> everything this whole time. She's been had a voice memo that just uploads. Just so like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. so it's just like accidentally hitting a voice memo, and it just sounds from your mom's purse. Yeah, it's just and it's it, just uploaded. You it's know, uploaded to, to YouTube tube. on accident because it's just all <laughs> phone interaction in her purse. Just like and she's got more views than us. <laughs> Your mom is a very talented by accident person. You're not kidding, bro. She had fucking Gwyneth Paltrow on. Wow. The goops? Yeah, the <laughs> goops. Holy shit. Yeah. It's impressive for basically. She got she got goops. <laughs> Gooped from a butt dial. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello, this is Gwyneth. Gwyneth Danner. <laughs> <laughs> she thought it was Gwyneth Paltrow, but it was Gwyneth, Gwyneth Danner. That is Gwyneth Paltrow. That's true. What? Blythe Danner, Blythe Danner is Gwyneth Paltrow's mom. Or Blythe Danner's clone. They look way too similar. They do look similar. I think I have a, I have a theory that some of these Hollywood people are fucking cloning themselves and then like raising it as their kid. John Voight tried to clone himself, came out a hot woman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's one way to look hot at it. Hot woman, weird dude. That's what he got. John Voight's a woman? No. <laughs> no. Sorry, I blacked out there for a second. John Voight's daughter oh. is Angelina Goli. Right. Which is a made-up name. Her I, real name I, is I, probably I, like Missy Voight or some Missy shit. <laughs> Missy Voigt. My name's Melissa Voigt. You imagine John Voigt as a lady? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But exactly. John Voigt as a lady. It's Angelina Jolie. Prove it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Get the tape of him (laughs) getting her mom pregnant. I do not fucking believe that either, bro. Photos or it didn't happen. The more I think about it, the more I seriously don't believe that that's his kid. I don't think anybody would have sex with John Voigt not as a lady. College football coach would, because he was in uh, Varsity Blues, which was incredible. I still doesn't hold up. You're full of shit. <laughs> You're full of fucking absolute shit. Yeah, that's what makes me talented. You don't. You don't know that. I. That's why. I, see, I was still sticking with the whole "I'm full of shit" thing. You know what I mean? You're ridiculous. If I'm full of shit, then that makes me talented, which also makes me full of shit. Now I got to delete the No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Scrap the entire it's, thing. It's you son what, of a bitch. Yeah, it's funny what we consider problematic. <laughs> that wasn't problematic at all. Uh, no, that's the that's so funny. Yeah, I'm having you on because uh, I need to really... Uh, uh, what's the word, Jeremy? What's, how did you say it? Problematic? Get the women off my back? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh. Damn it. I'm Am I a diversity guest? No. No. I'm interested in what you have to say. No, that's true. That's really true. That's why you're here. And that's why we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get right back to talking more with little Miss Kia Rogers of the Cod Ponies. We'll be back on TC's Evils. Hold on to your butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, your butt cheeks. Hold on to your butt cheeks. <laughs> and we're back on Teach These Devils. Sitting in front of me still, Miss Kia Rogers. Hello. Thank you again. for being here again. Now, outside, 
talked a little bit about gear, and I wanted to get Jeremy involved in that. Jeremy, why don't you tell your uh, SG Spike guitar story? Okay, so here's what happened. So I have been fawning over a 1972 Fender Stratocaster at Timeless Guitars Mm -hmm. uh, for months, and uh, I had been working all summer to save up the money to buy it. It was uh, a little over four. It was four hundred and fifty dollars. Full fitting. Yep. This is back when things were still used guitars and not vintage guitars. <laughs> and uh, I. So you're t- saying you're old as shit. Yes, I'm an old man. An old <laughs> man. Uh, so I I told him like you know I I kept coming in checking out the guitar. I told him I was gonna buy it, and then I. I got to a point where I had the money almost saved up. I just needed one more paycheck. And uh, I kept telling him, like, just save me this guitar. I'll be back in three days to buy it. Blah, mm, blah, blah. A likely story. So I came back three days later, and he had sold it. Clyde had sold it, th- like, hours before I showed up. And so up? out of spite, I decided, fuck Clyde. I'm going to Guitar Center, and I'm buying an Epiphone SG uh from Guitar Center. It was a spiteful purchase, but it wasn't a bad purchase. But do you feel like you got robbed based on the quality of what you were getting? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And what did you learn that day? Uh, it's it's not worth buying something out of spite. That's right. Because you end up losing money in the end. <laughs> Nothing worse than a spite buy. Because that, that guitar decreased in value over time, or if I would have bought something... That was at the time used. Yeah, it would have doubled in value because we such we just simply switched the terminology around from used to vintage. Who knew that would be such a uh, a profitable way of uh, revamping things? It's a hard time to be a motherfucker these days. No, that's right. Damn, spite bias. Never purchase. buy out of spite. Yeah, that's something you can take with you to Portland. Oh, absolutely, I will. Because I feel like there's a lot of, like, mom and pop shops there. There's got to be some good guitars there. Yeah. This is Kurt Cobain's old guitar. He first, he, he wrote Smells Like Teen Spirit on this motherfucker, sold it to me for a dime bag of hair <laughs> I only want 1200 for it. See? Like, that's something that we could learn. That's true. So, this one time, Hannibal Burris was talking uh, on a podcast, and he talked about uh, how he writes his jokes. Mm-hmm. And he writes them based on three things. Fear, love, and want, I think is what it was. So I have to ask you, you're, you're about to embark on a big journey, two years abroad from Cleveland. Yes. And you plan on coming back. You've yes, said that. Yes, it is my intention to come back. Everybody says I'm going to stay out there, but I, I doubt it. What if it. you love it? I don't know. We'll see. Everyone I know that's from the Northeast Ohio area that's moved out there in any way, shape, form, or fashion has never returned. Even from like bucolic parts of Ohio, like, mm-hmm. like they just go there and it's it's breathtaking there. Apparently, like I w- was on Google Maps there, just dropping my little street dude around yeah. on places yeah, just yeah, in pretty. Seattle. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah, no, um, see Mount Hood. Uh, right. Yeah, I see the mountains from a distance. I mean, it was fun like on that flight in, um, like because I went out there a few weeks ago. Yeah, and the flight in's like big mountain outside the plane window <laughs> right i've never seen like a mountain like that and i feel like there's got to be something to that to help with like artistry 
Yeah. Maybe that's why there's such a prestigious art college out there. Maybe. Damn. But I wanted to know, on your way to Portland, what's something that you love? On the way? Yeah, like what? what's something you love about this this journey that's in front of you? Well... I love, here's the thing. So I'm driving, my parents offered to drive me out there. Uh-huh. I think my mom's more excited about it than anything. I bet. Um, uh, I guess getting to see, well, once we like get out of, you know, the plain states. Right. Um, it'll be a more interesting drive. Have you ever driven across that part of the country? I have. Really? Because I have family in Denver. Oh, okay. I have an aunt and uncle in Denver. So I think like I was like 20 um, I was like home from college, and we drove out to visit. Fun, yeah. I've never been to Denver. At Denver, it's nice. That's more mountains. Yeah, yeah. You know. Okay, so what's something about this journey that's upcoming mm-hmm. that you fear? Fear. Let's see. There are, a, there are a ton of things I'm afraid of. Of course. Um, getting stuck in just random towns. Really? As a black family. I mean, we're going through Idaho. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's like basically like the Lima of the country. Yeah. <laughs> and like my, oh. I was talking to my mom yesterday, and we were like pointing out the route. And she says like, if when we go through, it has to be during the day. We're not going through Idaho. Bro, that's night. like some fucking Green Book shit. <laughs> that's like I like. And honestly, when would you rather be black? Right, fucking now. Still worried about going through <laughs> Idaho, twenty twenty one. It's fucking pure clan country out there. Yeah. It's terrifying. And it's like, have you guys heard about the Taliban? Like, what's <laughs> thought that would help us team up? <laughs> no. Have you heard about the aliens? Maybe that might help us. You know. But no, you hate I me. Feel like, <laughs> the aliens don't care about what we're doing. I have a theory, Key. I've said it before on this program. I'll say it again. The aliens are black. I have no doubt in my mind that this is true. I mean, think about it. The government doesn't fuck with them at all. <laughs> they don't want us to talk to them. Don't want us to meet them. If they made us, they abandon us forever until we're all grown up. <laughs> the aliens are black. <laughs> he might be right about that one. <laughs> or Native American. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, if they're black, they would just drag them over here and say, like, why don't you go back to where you come from? Right? <laughs> get get off our planet, <laughs> damn aliens. But you dragged us here. <laughs> you aligers. <laughs> Sick of these damn aligers. <laughs> My daughter's trying to get married to a damn Aliger. <laughs> Aliger president? Not while I'm alive. <laughs> it's fucked up. Aliens, Indians. <laughs> get it? They're not the same. Stop reaching. <laughs> you know you'll never be an alien. I'm you a Blackfoot can- son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a chameleon. No. I mean... I feel like being, I'd rather be Indian than black. At least you guys got casinos. <laughs> <laughs> what do we get? Nothing. Biggie Smalls? That's <laughs> I was going to say hip hop. We had to steal to get that. Did you know that hip hop was a direct result of the blackout? 
in New York, the Great Blackout, like in the set. I think it was seventies. Seventies. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. The power went out. Motherfuckers started looting and <laughs> but looting and just like right? equipment. Yeah. Some yeah. of these coons with two stereos were like, you know what? What if I just play the get down part of the record over and over, over on these two record players? And that's how hip hop was invented. From get down parties, they called it. Yeah. The the get down part, so they'd get like the fu- literally the funky drummer and just yeah. be looping the fucking breakdowns over and over back to back, and that became uh, what we call hip hop, hip hop, real hip hop. Isn't that fun? That is really fun. Theft is a huge part of hip hop. Yeah. Well. And literally <laughs> and figuratively. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Dude, I just, love that. That just, <laughs> that, just, that just hit me right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is one of my most prolific episodes today. Kia, you have to come back for sure. I absolutely will. We're not done with you that, though. Oh, so no, no, I know. It's fine. Yeah. Now, what was the last thing? Uh, we did fear. We did, we did love. fear. Yes, love. And what's something you need from this trip? My degree. <laughs> Hell, yeah. <laughs> my, Hell, yeah. My MA. Your Critical masters. studies. My master's. She's a master. I'm a master. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I mean, I don't know. I feel like uh, you're very brave mm-hmm. for doing this, especially not only because you're going across the country, because we're in a, an, a visible and ongoing battle with student loan debt. <laughs> God, don't remind me. I know, but you're trying to better yourself. Yes. And why does that come with such a hefty penalty? I know. Like, it's like, yo, you can do anything you want. I, we're from the same generation. Jeremy, you too, I know. You can be anything you want to be when you grow up. That's the fucking kind of we shit my mom told. was telling me. Yeah. You can be anything you want. You can be anything you want when you grow up. I'm a child of 2008. I got news for you. You can be anything you want to be when you grow up if there's positions available. They weren't hiring. Yeah. I know people that are basically biological engineers that have worked for a decade in a fucking restaurant. Yep. And it's like, I know people that went to school to be fucking sports therapists that work at a dicks. Yeah. For t- and, and all the stuff that's going on, this is the rant portion of the program. Okay, please All the on. stuff that's been going on lately about, like, people don't want to go back to work because the government, for some reason, thought we were all making $2,400 a month. Which? Or, every, yeah, $2,400 a month. Every, no, every two weeks they thought we were making that. <laughs> <laughs> was somebody on minimum wage or just in general? That's what they thought. People that like who lost their jobs from COVID or you you did the COVID release thing. Oh right? yeah, I did, did got it? the COVID so six hundred. You get, you got an extra six hundred bucks, and then based on your income, you got like half then they had of like state or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so they had like state unemployment plus the COVID six hundred. Like I was on the for the first time in my whole life, I was on unemployment. And yeah, I, like, same. I've always had a job. I've, yeah, and luckily I got a job within two weeks of being on unemployment and. The check was so fat from unemployment, I was about to be like, hey, can I start in, like, two more weeks? Because, <laughs> quite frankly... I mean, for me, it's like, I mean, I'm in no rush to find a job. I mean, it, it's paying. Right like, it's, you're smart. You're going to school, you know, because you're a dum-dum. You know what I mean? Like, if if I hadn't got that job, still to this day, I'd probably be making... And I just got a raise. Mm-hmm. I'd be making more money off unemployment. Well, now, not so much anymore. Not so much now. Because now they're like, all right, we're getting rid of the extra stuff. So now it's just regular unemployment, which okay. is like 300 something a week. Which isn't enough to do shit. No, no. Which is like, that's like 1200 which is more like what you, people actually make. Yeah. 
And it's like, okay, so the government gives so little of a fuck about us that they knew we needed money, and they, the the minimum amount, of course, is what they gave us. Oh yeah. They were like, uh, what's the least, like, what What do these fucking broke boys even make? What do these people make? Uh, $2,400 uh, every two uh, weeks? That sounds about right, I right? couldn't live on that. Right? Yeah, give it to them. Yeah, yeah. And lo and behold, now, people are like, why the fuck would I go back to work if I'm making more money than I've ever made in my whole life? I, when I got those two unemployment checks, mm-hmm. I got more money from the government than I ever got for any tax return. Oh, yeah. Any fucking jury duty, anything. Yeah. Then from... Any job I ever had. Yeah. It was so tempting. But. Also health insurance is. Also health insurance. And don't even get me started on why the fuck your health insurance is tied to your job. Right. And the better your job, the better your health insurance. The better education you get, the better job you can get. The better education you get, the more fucking debt you're in. I mean, here's the thing. I went to a pretty damn good art school. Like, college, you know. Where'd you matriculate? Uh, Wait a minute. What? What? Where did you matriculate? Where did I matriculate? Where did I go? Where'd you go to college? Oh, okay. I went to the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. Oh my gosh! Yes. Big time. I'm snapping my fingers, listener, in a yes, Z formation. Yes, and big time, Dad. You ain't lying, cousin. <laughs> That's heavy shit. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, I keep on saying like I'm gonna be in debt until I'm 75. Now I'm going to be in debt until I'm 85. Damn. Unless I marry rich. Unless you I, marry rich, or you find that good gig. That's true. Which is always possible. And it's all about location, location, location. That's why I feel like, I hate to say it, but everyone I know that's ever left Ohio, I tell them to never come back. And, like, but not because I don't want <laughs> It is fun here. It was cheaper here. It was cheaper here. But yeah. now shit's different, man. It's, but if I'm, and the only reason that I have been here this whole time is, like, fear, mm. love. Mm-hmm. And I get everything I need here. But now I need more and want more, but I'm too old to fucking do anything that's not super drastic, yeah. you know? Which either results in me doing uh, pretty terrible for the rest of my life or just making it and doing all right. Like, I don't know. And, yeah. and who knows if that's true? I just know that, like, there comes a certain point where you have to take a risk. And I'm, and I'm super proud of you for doing it, and I'm super excited for you. Oh, and thanks. I want nothing but the best. Thank you. I'm not rooting for you at all. Damn it, Jared! <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> We're black. We're used to it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, son. That's pretty standard. Hard truth. <laughs> I probably probably have just upset that I stole somebody else's spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a diversity hire. <laughs> It's ridiculous. No, <laughs> you're bright, brilliant mind. I'm so excited to see what you do. Um, and hopefully you'll bring some of that hot heat back to Cleveland. Yes, I'll try. Damn. So let's talk Cotton Ponies. Yeah. It, we. I. Ha- yes. This podcast alone has been a, a long time coming. We've been talking about this since. For years. For many, many moons, yeah. Yes. And the original idea was to do the four ponies of the apocalypse. Yes. Where we would have the four ponies on and you guys would all... Uh, expound on the virtues of the basis of the cotton ponies. We only have the lead guitar pony right now. Yes. So let's let's hear a little bit about the cotton ponies. How did you form? Okay. So uh, I'd known Macy. Macy is the lead singer. Mm-hmm. Um, I had 
kind of known Macy from her project called Miss Macy and the Low Pay Daddies and seen them around town, had, you know, and like met them through like open mics. Yeah. And then I think I got drunk and now that's class once and told Macy, I want to be in a band with you. And she said, oh, yeah, well, you want to you join Cotton Boys? <laughs> like, what? Okay. <laughs> and awesome. I've been in the band ever since. That's dope. So, uh, and uh, so you were a fan of Macy's music. Yeah. And just so happened to get up the liquid courage to be like, let's do some shits. Yeah. And what was that? What, what's the basis of Cotton Boys? It seems like you guys would have a message. Clearly you're talking about uh, Ragu. Yes. Aunt From Flo. time to time, yes. Okay. Um, but also just dumb songs about cowbells and um, what else? Um, I don't know. It's it's an interesting band to be in. Cowboys you... meets Menses. Yeah, there you go. I fuck with it. Yeah. It's very interesting. And you guys have a show coming up, right? Yes, we do. Uh, Tell so, the people. Uh, we have a show... July 10th at Happy Dog with The Mist. The Mist. Nice. Not The Mist. Mist, M-I-S-T, but M-I-S-S. I can't spell for shit. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool, bookworm. Don't worry about it. Hey, all I have to know is how to read. I don't have to learn how to spell. Fucking That's what a. autocorrect is for. Fucking A. I've, oh, God. I used to pride myself on spelling. And then somewhere in the middle of, like, 2014, I was like, how do you spell language? Like, <laughs> I couldn't spell shit. I, can't, I still can't spell anything to this day. And it's gotten so bad that like some of my autocorrects are wrong. Oh, no. <sighs> it makes me look like a dumb motherfucker. I don't like it. Spell, kids. That's what, like, fucking learn how to spell. Right? But also, you know, yeah, spelling's important, but also reading comprehension. Comprehensions, they, don't they say that's more important? Yes. I would say reading comprehension is more important than spelling. Yeah, I don't need to. If I can do it, I don't need to write you instructions, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I can read it. I mean, I'm, this is probably a bad message. Kind of being the dyslexic. Right. In the room. Are you dyslexic? I am dyslexic. No way. Yeah. What's that like? Uh, I'm a slow reader. I always have been. And I've always been bad at spelling. Do you think that's why you play right-handed guitar, even though you're left-handed? I don't know. That's why I always had trouble reading music, though, because I was really slow at it. You can read music? I used to when I played violin. Wow. I never learned how to read music. Really? Even when I had to play, like, in school, I still can't do it to this day. Even when I had to do sight I mean, reading. I could do it. Like, I could do it, but I was not good at it. I could read drums because no, it's all notes. It's yeah. just, like, do it like this. All right, it's I like got <laughs> that. That's easy. Yeah. I mean... So, like, I always, when I, my violin teacher hated me because I would always, like, it was like the Suzuki, yeah. you know, CD. So, that came with the book and it came with the CD. I would just listen to the CD and learn it and by learn ear. It. And she could tell I was learning it by ear. Because you were playing it wrong, probably. Because like I you probably wasn't even it. looking at the, <laughs> yeah. probably wasn't even looking at the book. <laughs> That's so weird. That's what, I would do the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like. You can develop your ear, and the better your ear gets, I feel like the better your playing actually gets, too, for mm -hmm. sure. But, like, when I was a kid, like, I played saxophone. I didn't know what the fuck I was playing. I had no yeah. clue. And they were like, I was like, how do you just start? And they're like, you have to hold this and this. And I was like, and then after that, it's fucking, you just are going like this. Yeah. So we were only using three of them. But it's like, I never learned how to read any type of music even the drums, I the I had to do a, an audition for drums, and I just memorized it. Me and my yeah. friend 
women's basement and I just remembered it. Yeah. I'm not a reader. I don't even know what notes I'm playing. Well, I know what chords I'm playing. But I in know terms like, of like, I don't know. I know like A, G, E. That's like it. That's the only mm-hmm. ones I know what they are. And then like I'm moving my fingers around. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing at all. Yeah. I feel like it's a hindrance at this point. Yeah. Long story short, I'm a fraud. <laughs> you too, huh? <laughs> now, I feel like imposter syndrome is fucking catching harder than COVID this year. Yeah, that's Quite true. Quite frankly, like that's something that I've really been dealing with. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're a fraud. I think you're a person who doesn't like to follow orders of trying to respect. Fucking hey, Jeremy. Finally. <laughs> Someone who gets me, daddy. That's right. That one's for you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I think that um, it's important to remember, like, if you can do it, just fucking do it. Yeah. There's a lot to be said about just doing. Yeah, that's true. And the proof is in the pudding. If you don't do anything, nothing will happen. Exactly. I, are you familiar with the, uh, the Black Godfather on Netflix? No. He's the man who's behind, like, a lot of, like, black stuff. Like, he's the guy who, ironically, <laughs> ripped off Rodriguez... The Mexican, uh, get, well, the Latin American singer from Detroit. Yeah. Sugar Man, Search for Sugar yeah, Man. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy who produced that album. And uh, he had this saying, uh, you don't ask, you don't get. And I've, like, made that my mantra. Mm-hmm. And I still, there's still things that I don't ask. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you can think of that you, well, I mean, like, you're fucking doing your thing-a-ling. Mm-hmm. But is there anything that you think that you could apply that mantra to in your life? Don't if you don't ask, you don't get. Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know. You don't. I'm also like giving myself permission to do things. See, yeah, that's more so what I'm thinking of. Like just because I've, you know, everybody's like, okay, have you written anything during the pandemic? Like, no, no, motherfucker. <laughs> I have. I barely write in normal times. Yeah, I feel the same way. And I have, like, I tried to. I really tried to, like, write. And I have a whole bunch of terrible pandemic jokes about fucking, like, bay leaves and shit. Because that's, like, all I was seeing. It's like, what's a bay leaf? Oh, what's the deal with bay leaves? I sounded like fucking Black Seinfeld. It was terrible. And I did like it. I mean, you don't know what a bay leaf is? I don't get it. You don't get bay leaves? If you can't eat it, why is it in the food? Because it flavors it. Like what? It's a flavor that you can't eat. I mean, it, like if you like could put it in soups and like it just like it, its essence is released. What's what's the essence of bay leaf? Oh God, I don't know. Is it a nutty oil? <laughs> it's not a nutty oil. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Jeremy, look up bay leaf. I need to know. Herb of essence. Herb of essence? essence? No, I'm just kidding. Herbal <laughs> essence? <laughs> yes. So if I take a bay leaf and rub it in my hair in the shower, I'm gonna be like, Oh yes, <laughs> yes. That's, bull- that's what they're for. Hell that's what yeah. bay leaves are for. That's why they're in the kitchen. Take that and run with it. <laughs> Damn it, man. I need more bay leaves. <laughs> the bay leaf. The bay leaf is an aromatic leaf used in cooking. It be, can be used whole or dried and ground. Dried and ground. What's it taste like? Cinnamon tamala. It's part of the cinnamon tamala. I don't know what the fuck that is. We're Googling bay leaf. Uh, do, do Google <laughs> bay leaf. What's its? What's the flavor? Bay leaf flavor? Bay leaf flavor. Description. Oh, there it was. When the herb is infused in water, broth, and other cooking liquid, an almost minty flavor, somewhere between spearmint and menthol develops. Gross. 
Subtle hints of black pepper and pine tree. Subtle bitterness that adds that uh, keeps heavy soups and stews from being so well, well heavy. heavy. <laughs> That's how you write. In layman's term, whatever you think it tastes like. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> AKA, leave that shit the fuck out of my food in case I eat it. What the hell? I, I mean, don't nothing's going to happen if you eat it. I don't want spearmint chicken. You know what I mean? <laughs> What, you don't want mint chicken? God damn it, no! <laughs> I told you I want KFC! <laughs> That's what our show would be like. <laughs> Us arguing about chicken. <laughs> We're still tamp dancing for these motherfuckers. Oh, I can't boy. take it anymore. Oh, God, still, still applying those old jokes. Fucking son Arguing of a about bitch. chicken. <laughs> I don't know if you, like, as a black artist. Yes. We have to like watch so much bullshit. Like I know we've had to watch everyone that's on TV in black fucking tap dance. Like I've seen everybody coon. <laughs> I have. I've seen it happen. And for oh, a yeah, while, the fun bit of a code switching that happens. <sighs> God. Yeah. It's like a. It's, like, it's, it's like, just kind of like. It's, <laughs> a, it's like a horror movie when you're like the music is like. Did I notice the music get weird? <laughs> Or, or does, I, just, I mean, it, like, why is that, why am I automatically just uncomfortable? I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like, why yeah. am I feel? Why do I feel uneasy? And I feel like I'm about to jump out of my skin. Bro, Chappelle found out he was tap dancing. He went all the way to fucking Africa to shake it. That's true. Fucking. Uh, That's what you'd have to do to like get yourself back into your own. Stacey Dash still tap dancing right now. I can't believe she has a sweater fucking tracks out yet. She's tap dancing. No, she's so still hard. tap dancing. She's pure she's republic. Like, yeah, right, bitch. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. <laughs> Jay-Z got fucking Jaden Smith's haircut. He's never going to stop. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on what's her face. Um, Candace yeah. Owens. Candace Owens. <laughs> the black lady who says racism doesn't exist anymore. That's Bro. the same sound it makes when you open up a soda can. I was just reading a thing. Ironically... Oh. As like a as a rock and roll black person as I mm-hmm. describe it here, but I also have another term for it: Glavarian black. Glavarian. We're black like Donald Glover, you know. <laughs> Like, we're all Ernest Marks from <laughs> fucking Atlanta. That's like yes. that's pretty much the best description of like a Glavarian black. That's yeah. There, I, I as agree. a Glavarian black person, there comes a certain amount of assumed. Let's call it Uncle Tomery. Mm. And I feel like Candace Owens, because she had, like, some lawsuits and shit that, like, got her, like, money or whatever. Yeah. She did a year in college and didn't graduate anything. And now she's on TV proclaiming to be an expert on black relations about whatever. And it's just like, please. <laughs> I I wish Prince was alive. <laughs> Girl, I hate to say this, nigga, Can please. <laughs> Why well, wait a minute. in the world? I mean, can we trade Candace Owens and just get Prince back? Ooh. You're going to have to throw Cosby back into the mix. I know. That's what they're having such complicated <laughs> feelings about this. So you, it's Candace Owens Ooh, plus Bill Cosby for six months of Prince. Six I, months? I take that deal. Actually, I would too. You know how long it took Prince to come out with fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Prince isn't going to get anything done in six months. Yeah, but it's better than having Bill Cosby Fuck. Owens. He could come out. Come on. Prince could come out with at least two albums in six months. He did do the whole soundtrack to Batman, 1989. 
Really? He did that in like his sleep, I think. I th- he wasn't sleeping, bro. We found out he was on pills at the way after. <laughs> 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 what are you talking about? He's sleeping. Man, man, Prince is the coolest. That's called nodding yeah, out, bro. The <laughs> I heard that the, the theory is that he was like only taking the pills because he had terrible stage fright, like yeah. crippling stage fright, which is ironic. Right? The dude's got assless pants on. His guitar literally has a dick coming out of it. And he's like, yeah, I'm scared. I don't feel comfortable going on stage. That's how he talks and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's hilarious. Key, I'm not comfortable going on stage. I'm not either. You know what's fucked up? I hate to say, I can't believe I'm going to talk about this. Uh-oh. I'm going to talk about some real shit. After the pandemic, I never had stage fright except one time when I was a child. And I had to like sing this Christmas song and it was a big deal. And I freaked out. And long story short, I had sh- I, f- I saw and felt like I had shrunk down till I was about this fucking tall. And I was still singing, and the words were still coming out. But my brain was fucking racing with this thought, like, holy shit, am I on the ground? Like, what is happening? And it was like I was like an inch tall, and I was looking at the legs of the chairs in the fucking auditorium. It felt amazing. It felt like drugs. I didn't know what drugs were, because I was in fourth grade, but I was like, if drugs feel like this, I'm going to have a serious problem here. But I've been looking for that feeling my whole life again, so I, I always performed and tried to do stuff, and... For the first time since the pandemic, it feels like when I am about to, when I'm waiting to go up, I feel like an anxiousness mm-hmm. that I think I'm turning into like a, a nervousness for the first time in a long time. And it's like, I'm like hot and I'm, so I feel sweaty and it's like, am I going to pass out? Like, mm-hmm. it's very weird. And this is just for a piece of shit open, Mike, like on a Thursday yeah. night. And I'm worried that. Because I never had that feeling before, it means that I've lost something hmm. in this time. Do you feel like you missed anything? Like, do you feel I like mean, you're missing a step since the pandemic, or is it just me? Or I don't think I'm missing a step. I think I'm kind of. I mean, I am always nervous before shows, mm-hmm. always. Um, so that's why I kind of like if you ever see me at a show, I just like pace around and yeah. just like. Nah. That's what Wilson does. <laughs> what? That's what Wilson does. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like I would do that too, but I, like I, I, I think that music is easier. Yeah, because you have like, and I'm not singing in the band either. No, no. But it's like if I, if you bomb now, put me alone on stage. That is when I just break out into a cold sweat. Really? Oh yeah. Do you do any solo stuff? Do you write songs just for you? Again, I mean, I barely, you know, write my own stuff. You know what we need to do? What? I think I just figured it out. Uh-oh. We need to cash in on this shit. We need to do like a black white stripes thing. <laughs> Call ourselves the black stripes. The black stripes. We'll play all white stripes songs. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say, yes. say we're inspired by Sun House. <laughs> <laughs> Take it work. back from him. I love that. That's what we're doing, baby. <laughs> we're taking it all back. Taking it all back for all the blacks. Yeah, there you go. Hell yes. yeah. I think that I think that might I think we're almost there. I hate to, I don't want to leave because I, I love talking to you and I know that you're about to disappear for two to 10 years. <laughs> a lifetime, maybe. Maybe for the rest of our lives. No, I don't think that will happen. Okay. I'll be, I'll be back for like, you know, winter breaks and summer breaks. And that's it? I mean, over two years, but I, I don't know. Claire, well, the kids! <laughs> uh, kids will be fine without me. <laughs> <laughs> 
ladies and gentlemen, the Claire Huxtable to my non-problematic Cliff Huxtable. <laughs> Kia Rogers, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Before we go, uh, tell everybody the Cotton Pony Show dates one more time. So the Cotton Pony Show is July 10th, Saturday, July 10th at Happy Dog. Hell yeah. This and... Is- Oh. I am also playing the night before. Ba-ba-ba-ba! It's Kia Weekend at the Happy Dog, basically. Hell so, yeah. So it's a new, of course, because I joined a band right before I What's the other band? It. It's called Brood X, after the, named after the Cicada Brood. Is this, this a Cicada-inspired group? Yes. I support this fully. Yes. Hell yeah, my friend. So that play? is on. If so you can't make Saturday, I will be there Friday. You guys only Boom. play a show once every 17 years. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's when she's coming back from Portland. <sighs> Kia, thank you again so much. You're very welcome. I'm so happy to talk to you. I'm so glad we got to do this. Yes, finally. Yeah, and Shut up, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> People have been doing that a lot lately. Jesus. No, you're right. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you too. It's just a it's just a quick retort because I don't know what to say. <laughs> when in doubt, be an asshole. Shut up, Jeremy. <laughs> See? Sometimes, sometimes it hits like a goddamn brick. I love it. Alright. Oh, my boy. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's me, your boy, James O'Brien. So thank you for listening. Teach these devils. The loved and fucking wanted Jeremy Demery in the booth, of course. I'm afraid to talk anymore. Just tell him, tell him, tell him how you it's feel. It's okay. <laughs> I, I feel, uh, I also do have a minor stage fight as well. Do you really? Yeah. I'm always super nervous before going on stage. How do you deal with it? I, I shake my hands. It's hard to describe, but I shake them. And then, uh, like Brett Thomas, kind of, yeah, it's pretty similar. <laughs> and then, I, as soon as I start talking, I'm fine, but like leading up to that, oh, I'm yeah. like a nervous wreck, dude. That's that's my favorite part because it's like I'll go through the whole process, and we're coming back to this again because oh, yeah. re- the shit is real, bro. Oh, no, it's yeah, the shit is heavy. I'll come back to it, and I'll be like, right before it, I'll say the shit, I'll be like. It doesn't matter like how scared I am. It's not going to stop me from going up there. Yeah. And then I remember that once I get up there, I'm going to be like, it's fucking nut up or shut up time, bitch. Like, I feel like Freddie Mercury. It's like, I have AIDS, but I'm singing, motherfucker. Guess what? (laughs) Mama. (laughs) (laughs) Kia, thanks for putting up with my dumb bullshit. Oh, at any time. All right. Um, coming to you on NBC, uh, 8 o'clock on Wednesdays, the new Huxtables. We'll see you there. It's been Teach These Devils. Thank you to Gold Knox. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Thank you, Jeremy. I love you. I'm I sorry you. I tell you to shut up all the time. It's because I'm afraid. Daddy likes it. <laughs> yeah, I know it gets you hard. That's why I do it. Anyway, we'll talk to you next week. Go check out Con Ponies at the Happy Dog. Go see Kia at the Happy Dog with Brood X on Friday. Yes. And then again on Saturday with yes. the Cotton Ponies. Go to one show, go to both shows. Go to both. The Happy Dog's back open. Go out there and find some good scene pussy go to get jump a into. hot dog. Go give a hot dog. Go, go give a <laughs> Save a horse, ride a glizzy. We're out.